Hey podcast, you're listening to episode number 76, Stop the Social Media Self-Harm. Welcome to the LDS Divorce Coach Podcast. I take the sting out of divorce. This is your host, Emily Sanchez. Hey everybody out there, how are you? I hope you're doing well. I hope you're staying safe. If you're still social distancing, gosh, keep up the good work. I know it's difficult, but this is going to be over soon. I know it will. Just keep up that fight and that hope, right? Well, today's topic, Stop the Social Media Self-Harm, has just come to me because I'm seeing it a lot. And a lot of my clients are saying they're doing this. You know, we've all done it. We've all done it. (laughs) You know, it's normal. So let's kind of get into the why first. Why do we do it? Why do we feel the need to kind of cyberstalk our exes and then who our exes are with, what they're doing, blah, blah, blah. You know, one of my clients admitted that she does it when she's feeling lonely. So there's a big void to feel and a lot of People feel it by stalking people. And I don't like using that term. It's just like part of it is naturally mourning the loss of that life together. You're used to plugging in their name. This is almost methodical. You get on there, you say, hey, let's see what my spouse is up to. And that, so it's kind of breaking that type of habit too. So it almost becomes subconscious. And there's also that natural curiosity. It's a very natural inclination. So we're so used to knowing everything about this person, their comings, their goings, and what harm could it do, right? Oh, maybe it could answer some questions also. Maybe the reason you're doing it is answering questions like, who are you with now? You know, I've heard this in the grapevine. Or who is she dating? Or, oh my gosh, he's always wanted to skydive, but I was too chicken. Why aren't I good enough? You know, what's wrong with me? And you have to be really, really careful with social media. Ah, there's that word again, the stalking. But looking uh, through your ex's social media to answer those curious questions, Uh, you know, the kind that why did he or she do it? What's wrong with me? Why aren't I enough? Who else knows about it? What did I do to deserve this? What else has he or she been dishonest about? You know, and you're searching, you're searching. And I call these hamster wheel questions or this hamster wheel type mode that you're in. What I mean by that is, Those questions are never going to be solved. And be careful because your brain will try to solve them. Your brain will go into, well, what is wrong with you? You know, as terrible and destructive as that is, your brain will try to solve it. And you'll go on and on and on in that hamster wheel, never finding the answers that are good enough for you. And so be very, very careful. (laughs) You know, it's interesting, just speaking of going back and thinking about maybe me doing this or people I knew doing this. I was dating this guy before I met my now husband and I decided to look up the history 
of my computer after he left. I had seen him on my computer, you know, just to see. And what I found was he was on some profile page of his ex-girlfriend. Hmm. So while he is at my house spending time with me, and I'm in the bathroom or whatever, he was curious about another and yeah, I admit it made me a little bit sad, but more sad for him. I, I was just thinking, well, okay, well, it's an indication that you're just not over somebody. And when you're that curious about somebody, you're still hanging on. Um, we're curious about who is this new person in our ex's life? Are they replacing me? So what are they doing together? You know, I had a client, let's just call her Amy, and she found herself doing this. So there was a new girlfriend, um, her and her longtime boyfriend had broken up, and there was this new girlfriend, and so she was looking up on the social media, and she was cute, this new girlfriend. She seemed like she was more fun, she was more fit, she was cuter, or whatever Amy was telling herself and they seem to be everywhere together doing the funnest things like clubbing it up or whatever and by looking at these pictures and going in there this was really facilitating and exacerbating what I you know what I referred to those hamster wheel questions what's wrong with me that made him leave anyway she ran into this girl while she was shopping and she actually had a conversation with her and it turned out that this girlfriend didn't look anything like she did in the pictures. And all she was able to talk about was the parties that they were going to and and how long that she's been this dancer and their type of clubbing lifestyle. Anyway, the interesting thing is her boyfriend eventually begged for Amy to come back to him because she was really interesting and smart. And probably he missed those multi-dimensional conversations. But pretty sure Amy said <laughs> these exact words, homie, don't play that, you know, which I was super proud of her for doing. But it's just interesting. You don't know the reality. You really don't. And when you see the highlight reel, that's what it is. It's the best filtered pictures, all our greatest times, and it doesn't show the difficult stuff. It doesn't. So for just a second, I want you to imagine something. I want you to imagine doing this, like spying on your ex's social media, but in real life. Okay, what would this look like? Say you noticed they went on a vacation together. Man, that looked really fun. Now imagine yourself actually there in the bushes with binoculars spying on what they're doing. Okay, you would never do this, right? <laughs> so why do we do this on social media? Because it's so easy. It's too easy. It's too easy to not do it. Now to make just a small point, I'm going to tell you a very embarrassing story from my past. I was a sophomore in high school and I was absolutely obsessed with this boy. And I found out the order of his classes. 
because I just wanted to see him. I remember waking up in the morning and thinking, oh, I can't wait to see him. I can't wait to see him. He's so cute, you know. And he really didn't give me much of a time of day. But <laughs> so I knew the order of his classes. And then I hate to admit this, but I would even drive to his house. And his house was like a place where if you drove in, they knew you were coming. They could see the lights. There was only one way into his house. And I would just kind of go and see if his car was parked there or go around my small little town and see if his car was parked at the gym or parked here. I mean, wow, that is embarrassing that I did that. But I did. And the sad thing is he started to be able to tell that I was semi-stalking him. And so that was super embarrassing to find out. And I was crushed that he found out. I still remember where I was when I found out. I was in the band room and my friend just hugged me. And she said, it's going to be okay. But anyway, looking back on me doing that, it's a bit childish, right? Albeit it's normal and it's kind of a natural inclination, that curiosity, but it's spun out of control. And I think we can all agree, kind of obsessive and immature, right? But we all do it on social media. But when we paint the picture of doing it in real, real life, it just looks crazy. So in this book called The Self-Aware Parent, Dr. Fran Walfish, she's a Beverly Hills family and relationship psychotherapist. She said, stalking keeps you engaged in a mental and sometimes physical relationship. You end up thinking obsessively about your ex and he or she fills up all of the front and center space in your mind. This unhealthy process does not allow you to let go, grieve, and mourn the loss of the actual relationship. So it's really serving you no purpose by looking and it actually is harmful that's why i call it it is self-harm we are self-inflicting this harm on us by looking and going back and getting those spinning questions back into our minds that have no answer and there's absolutely no way we can let that pass go mourn it and let go so how do we stop okay number one we realize hopefully from this podcast, that it's no good for us. It's no good for you. And you also have to realize that you're even doing it. You know, the, the behavior can be so natural, it seems um, subconscious. So becoming aware of it is key. And if you can even go a step further and find out when you do it, and maybe you do it when you're feeling a certain way, like I referred to my client in the beginning. She was feeling lonely. Then you can figure out a counterattack to it. And of course, unfriend them, unfollow them, unsnap them, untweet them, whatever. You know, I don't know. But of course, that's step one. But realizing that we're even doing it is huge. And if you can figure out the times of the day, then you can be... You can set up your guards and you can be more self-aware. Now, number two, stop the pattern. Now, I talk about this a lot. In a nutshell, it's recognizing when you want to do it. So say you're having the thought of, oh, I 
kind of feel like doing this. And I bet you anything you'll be in front of a computer or a phone already. And then the thought will come to you. So you have to give yourself some sort of signal like shouting no or clapping. You know, becoming aware that you're even thinking of it. So snap yourself out of it is the step two of that. And then distracting yourself by walking into another room, putting your phone down, or even better, go do something. Go do something outside. You know, break that pattern in your brain by opening up a vacuum into your brain so that something can be replaced, a different thought to be put into it. And then the last step of that is rewarding yourself. The brain loves the, the rewards. So if you want more information about breaking the pattern, go back and listen to that podcast. It's just called Breaking the Pattern, I believe. You can find it, and it will go into a lot more detail of how you break any pattern. All right, so step two, stop the pattern. Step three, if you feel like there's a pressing issue as to why you are stalking their social media, such as there's this new significant other, they're around your children, and you're just wondering who this person is and wanting to know about them, or maybe there's some harmful behavior that your ex is exhibiting that your kids have told you about. So... My advice on this step three is instead of stalking that social media, go to the actual source and have a conversation. Ask pointed questions in a loving way. So those type of things require some communication. It's better not to just go through social media to try to find those answers. (laughs) But if your ex does not wish to talk about it, realize your scope of control and journal anything that may be destructive, you know, maybe in that pattern of behavior that your kids told you about. Just keep that nice little journal if you ever have to go to court, because that will hold up in court as evidence. And then as with the significant other factor, if you have a somewhat workable relationship, ask that person to go to lunch. Why not? Get to know them. Extend that open invitation. Now, if you're super lucky and you are like me, you will have the new person in their life ask me to lunch. And that's what happened to my ex-husband's new spouse. She's awesome. So I didn't know her. And I admit we never really even had conversations um, one-on-one, but I knew from my ex And he had told me about her, told me all about her, of course, before they got married. I say of course, but it's not of course. That doesn't happen all the time. And anyway, I knew that um, his mom and his family were very, very happy with her and had great things to say. So I was never feeling like my child was in any type of danger at all. I was really excited and happy. I saw the difference in his life. And so I was happy that she was in his life and that he was able to get married again and find love and that whole thing. And then they moved here and we were planning different things with custody and our daughter. And she asked me to go to lunch with her. She just wanted to talk. She wanted to explain 
what was going on with her and and all their work and what they were doing and their plans and also how visitation was going and coming along and just kind of what was their situation and ask me how she I felt about things and it was more geared around um, Isabel our daughter and I just loved that she was so smart to include me and my opinion and make me feel validated in that way and also just to get to know me and so I could get to know her and so if you're lucky enough to have you know your your daughter's step parent do that then you're you're pretty dang lucky and be happy about that if not extend that open invitation instead of trying to learn things on the internet all right so let's go back to the dare program for a minute and let's just say no let's just say no to this social media exploration of what our exes are doing remember it's self-harm just say no set some goals on this and just stop all right it can be done <laughs> i know sometimes habits are hard to break but i know you can do it and i'm with you if you have any questions or need help through this process i'd love to hear how you're able to do it coach emily sanchez at gmail.com i would love for you to email me all right people have a blessed day make it what you want bye Thank you so much for listening today. Come on over and visit me at CoachEmilySanchez.com. Don't forget to subscribe. And as always, make it a great day.